It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Hey guys, we're back with we're back a guy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up? Okay, and it's not our husband either. And it's not yeah, it's not our husbands. It's not Carrie's but godfather. I do have a mustache. You do have I a mustache. Do have a stash. Yes, you got. You can be in the stash gang. Yep, stash okay. gang. Well, I, I guess I still need to be introduced, but I was going to say like that's well, am I jumping the gun? I was going to no, say that's okay. like my that's my heck oh, yes. My your heck, heck yes, yes that you have that a stash. I finally get to join the stash gang of all those who have come before me, Mr. <laughs> stash, Avery. And like, I get to be one of the stash gang. On this You're podcast. literally older than Avery, but yeah, they came before you as far as being on this podcast for, for sure. And I'm much wiser and funny. I, yeah. yeah we can go on, <laughs> carry but, on, carry on. Okay, yeah. guys, this is Luke. He, um, I mean, you can tell us about yourself a little bit, what you do. No, te- no, no, no. Megan, me to do it. he'll be, he'll be too humble. Okay. Well, this is Luke. He's a pre-med student here uh, in Auburn with us. So we actually hang out with Luke often. He comes over often. Carrie talks about him often because he actually entertains her requests when he does come over, which is rare for a lot of our single guy friends to do. (laughs) Carrie thinks that photos of my husband are you, Luke. Yes. So yes. She actually she's at a young enough age she can't differentiate when she sees the facial hair. (laughs) I know it's true because because she loves it. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say one of the things that she loves the most is is we go out and she has a little play trampoline in the Mm -hmm. backyard. And I don't even know how the heck it happened one time, but she just wanted me to keep counting every time that she would jump. Mm -hmm. And so one day, like me and Avery, we did that cornhole tournament. And so we're trying to practice on cornhole, but she keeps like yelling for us to focus on her. And so I just started like counting, not really paying attention. And then I just started making up words because I'll just mess around. So I was like, all right, two, seven, purple. And she mm-hmm. lost her mind. And the purple it was, was it. So and funny. Went, purple. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's been purple ever since. Mm-hmm. Ever since she, she hears about Luke where she says, I miss Luke. He says purple. And she just like loses it every time. So that kind of, I mean, he's Catholic pre-med I mean used to play you played you were a swimmer at Alabama too right Mm -hmm. crossed over you went from one rival to the other it's a whack world out there God has a sense of humor yeah Uh uh-huh yeah so he's just a well-rounded guy good friend of Avery's they he's 27 while I was yeah he's 27 Mm -hmm. Uh, young buck in his prime (laughs) (laughs) your uh your frontal cortex is fully formed um <laughs> I, I'm there I'm there and You're there. Uh, yeah Luke um are you a cradle catholic or a convert so technically I am cradle catholic um my last name is Kalazak I don't know if we say that on here I don't want to get yeah. a reddit page about me but <laughs> oh, I done it. Uh, the Kalazak is Polish and so you know the Poles are notorious Catholics mm-hmm. but unfortunately it was very cultural growing up and okay like many people who encounter cultural Christianity, it doesn't stick around too long. Um, Once you start to get older and people start asking you hard questions and you start asking yourself hard questions. So I ended up actually becoming an atheist. I thought all religion was crap. 
And then a great Christian man stepped into my life uh, when I was at a low and loved me better than anybody else had ever loved me. And then he challenged me to look at what is true. Was I right in the, the assumption that there is no God and all religion is crap? And we just went step by step by step looking at why do you believe in God? Why should I? What's the mm -hmm. evidence for? Let's look at re revealed religions, world religions, mm -hmm. why you always have to focus on Jesus Christ, the truth of the resurrection. And once I came to study that, it, it opened up my, my mind and my heart uh, to like, yeah, this actually is true. And I can see all the evidence. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Then in short order, I started being like, okay, well, I want to follow Jesus. I don't really know how to do that. I don't know how to change all these self-destructive habits and these, this culture that I'm in and uh, everything from like girls to school to swimming that I was involved in. But I did know Christians go to church. Um, but being here in the South, it's like, well, I don't know where to go to church because there's so many of them and mm -hmm. they're teaching different things that really matter to me now. Like, how am I saved? Do I need to be baptized? Do I not? Do I have free will? Do I not? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to study religions. I studied churches the way that I studied world religions, just look at the evidence for where the truth lies in every single metric that I could think of that would point me to the true church and, and to who was teaching truth brought me back to the Catholic faith. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh, hell mm -hmm. no. You got to be kidding me. Like, right back to where I started that, that faith that nobody cared about right. is the fullness yeah. of everything that I ever wanted. So, and you were uh, sacramentalized. Very, you already, did you have your confirmation? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the kicker, right? Had the confirmation, yeah, uh -huh. but didn't know basic tenets of the faith. Um, mm -hmm. But that's one of the reasons why I have the best of both worlds where I'm um, revert enough to where it's so familiar and homey to me, the faith and convert enough that I have such passion for the faith and alive mm -hmm. in my love of Jesus Christ. You sought so, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was sought so, out and man alive. Yeah. <laughs> so up. you were a soft, were you a sophomore in college when that all changed for you? Uh, that, that journey with him, with, uh, coach Kramer, great man. Um, yeah, that happened my junior and senior year. Okay. I hit an all time low in my life. Um, yeah, I was spiraling down into depression mm -hmm. was, was considering some nasty stuff and God, the right time at the right place brought that man in mm -hmm. and he just started pursuing me. And he, he was like, gosh, I don't know how old he was but this older guy and yeah. he was just different than everybody else. Like he had some light and some joy and he just wanted to know me in a way that uh, nobody else in particular, I think this yeah. is true of men. Like we're not getting pursued. We're not getting pursued by our friends. Most of us are not getting pursued by our dads or family. Yeah. Um, nobody's like really wanting to know who you are, what's most important to you. What, what keeps you up at night? What are your dreams and your aspirations? What are your deepest yeah. fears? What, what are you struggling with? And to really stick around for the ride. Mm -hmm. um, so when I got to experience that, it changed everything. Yeah. Changed everything from that love that was just being poured on me. Um, yeah, fraternity, men need it. They need it throughout the, their entire life. It's not just, uh, you know, baseball team, like little league. It's not just locker room talk in high school. It's not just you know, uh, maybe it is an actual frat in, in college, but like men need to be with other men and need to have that connection. It's not, it can't just all be on the woman. The same thing as like women need other women friends. They yes. can't just have a husband. Leash to their husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. 
Well, with that, so today we're talking, it's, it's really ask a guy, ask a guy podcast. We've done these before, but this time it's a really like ask a Luke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's great. It's great. But of course we need to start with our heck. Yes. So Luke, you said your heck yes is being part of the stash game. Yeah, it's cool because again, I don't know, I think it was like two years ago when I first stumbled across this stuff when I was following, um, I don't even know how, I was doing some dating, was going online, was looking at different things revolving Catholicism, and I came across your brother who was posting at the time about his um, courtship. courtship. Yeah, with, uh, it's Dominique, I believe, right? Yes, correct. Dominique. And that's when I first came across the podcast and that you guys had them on and were asking me about it and the back and forth. Uh, And then I listened to a little bit more. I started following you guys on social media. Never in a million years thought that I would ever get a chance to meet you guys, talk to you, that we would be in the same (laughs) town, Megan. And and so it's like super cool. It's like, I'm one of the few guys they've had on and I got a stash (laughs) and it's killer. It's killer. (laughs) You have hit a bucket list. Ladies, it does. I will say like the stash really does look good on Luke. It's not like a weird, like half come in. Like like a pedo one. Yeah. 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 I didn't pay her to say it, ladies. that (laughs) That was on them. Oh my gosh. Meg, what's your heck yes? Uh, my heck yes was just this past weekend. It was the first time Avery and I got to spend a day slash night away without children since having children. So three years, uh, it's a long time and it's weird to go in a car ride for two hours without any kids and be like, wow, we used to do this all the time. That was a really nice time. All the time, <laughs> AKA like six months. <laughs> yeah, literally six months because then we got pregnant and there was always someone else in the car with us. Um, but yeah, it was just really refreshing and it was, it, yeah. It just brought us all back to like when we were just dating or when we were just married. Um, and that time felt so short compared to what we've done in the past three, four years now. So it was really nice. That was you my mean like off. two moves and two births? Two moves, like- th- two births, lots of children. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. you know, Casual. small things. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Okay. So my heck yes is this woman on Instagram. Um, don't know her, but she had DM me and was like, I found this antique statue of our lady of the snow and I want to send it to you. Um, and our lady of the snow, if you remember, um, Patrick, when he was coming back from deployment in December, um, I hadn't seen him in literally what felt like forever. And he was flying in for Christmas and there was a massive snowstorm and all the flights were canceled. And he was flying into like, kind of like a farm town, like honky donk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Like, (laughs) um, and it was out of like, like Nashville didn't have any flights coming in Louisville, Lexington, like nothing like that. But his flight came in the only flight that came into that airport that evening. He came in Let's at like 10 30 PM, <laughs> but it, I was like doing prayer after novena after prayer, like to our lady of the snow and St. Medardus. But anyways, she had sent, I, I gave her my address and she sent it to me and it is so um, I want to see. see. Yeah. So this is her. Um, I wish. Boys. Okay. There we go. Aww. And it had like, you could probably put nice. prayer cards back here, but I'm just putting like makeup. One, I'm just putting the <laughs> lotion, makeup? the lotion I got <laughs> Carrie that I took oh. away from her. Yeah. You um, had quick regrets about that one. 
Yeah, I gave Carrie a purse and put like things in it. And then I realized she doesn't have any um, self-control. Self-control. Um, so that I took it away. <laughs> <laughs> I took the lotion away at least. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she sent me that and it's such a heck yes because it was so thoughtful and so generous of like a total stranger. Um, but she ended up like, I mean, her address, she ended up like kind of living where she sent me this from growing up I dated guys from that town so so wild I know (laughs) so anyways it was it was just a heck yes because I just couldn't believe a stranger would do that for me you know yeah that's really thoughtful yeah and I've never heard of Our Lady of the Snow but I'm not surprised because there's kind of Our Lady for everything I had a Uh a team that I used to do ministry with and uh every time we get in the car she'd be like and let us play to Our Lady of the Roads and then they'd be like, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> our fun. Lady of the Road. Have I you mean, ever heard just that? Make up Our Lady of Everything. It's, well, I always, there's this prayer. It's like, Our Lady of the Highway, be with us on our way for all thy ways are beautiful and all thy ways are peace. And then you do a Hail Mary. Yep. Never knew that one. We just always pray a decade. <laughs> our Lady yep. of the Rosary, <laughs> calling her in. <laughs> I don't know if it's a real, like, if our lady of the highway is a thing okay but it <laughs> rhymes and i've just done this prayer for years now. i like it it's yeah. it's cute it's our pretty. lady of the highway be with us on our way for all thy ways are beautiful and all thy ways are peace <laughs> Anyways, and we're um, signing off tonight just kidding um okay. heck knows anyone or are we all just on highs i have a heck no but it's kind of lame what's your heck no my heck no is that my fingers get so dry every time i wash the dishes because i use like scalding hot water and mm. I realized my dad has these purple dishwashing gloves that he will literally bring with him to Thanksgiving, either at our house, at my aunt's house in Ohio. Like he brings them with him because he takes on the dishwashing whenever he goes to people's houses. And he does it because his fingers get cracked and dry. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Do not tell me that is the only way <laughs> to fix this <laughs> issue. <laughs> Because I wash dishes like three times a day. And every time afterwards, I'm like, my fingers feel like sandpaper. Yeah. I mean, I love dishwashers, but I do too. But I still have to like rinse off the cake. Like a pot pan. Yeah. 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 You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it. I'm just being in, you know, being in rain. (laughs) (laughs) Luke, heck no. Um, You know, I, I think, uh, no, not that I really can think of. Nothing serious. Um, well, I mean, come on. We, you're following up. I mean, after the, after the hand thing, that's why that threw me off. I'm like, I don't have to wear mittens for anything. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my just wait till you hear my heck no, okay? Oh, no. Do tell. My heck no. Is that, can we just talk about how like chocolate syrup is literally the scum of the earth compared to hot fudge? Oh, agreed. Agreed. Is it not? It's so gross compared to hot fudge. And Megan, I got that thing from I Dairy Queen that I got. Yes, it's hot. With the brownie. It's it's, it's syrup. <laughs> it's not hot fudge. Are you serious? That's Dairy what I thought of when you said the syrup was worse than the hot fudge. Cause I was like, that one was bomb. Oh gosh. That's syrup. <laughs> that was syrup. I just got it an hour ago. Maybe you this. got ripped ripped off. Maybe you got I think off. I did because because hot fudge is what's on the hot fudge Sundays, right? At McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Mm. I used to think those were called. As long as we're just making a, oh, you go. No, go ahead and clarify. I'm sure others might be thinking it. I I just want there to be one voice speaking up for chocolate syrup. I don't know why we got a dog on chocolate syrup. It was there for What are you doing with it? Making chocolate milk? Is that not what you're doing with it? I don't know what what else you do. No, but it sounds like people are putting it on, (laughs) people are putting it on ice cream. Like it's the equivalent to hot fudge syrup. If you have the choice between the two, they're not even choices for ice cream. Yeah. Hot fudge superior. I used to think hot fudge Sundays were called hot fudge Monday, hot fudge Tuesday, depending on which day you went to McDonald's and asked for one straight up. So it's adorable. <laughs> you know, a homeschooler can only do so well. Um, I hope you were very young. I, hope, I, I think that, like, I was under 10. So I don't know if that's acceptable <laughs> still, but oh man. Okay. We need to jump into this topic. It's going to get juicy. It's going to get good. Um, but first Meg, you want to talk about abundantly yours? Yeah. So we were talking about chocolate milk and let's just say this first and foremost, everything tastes better out of a straw. That's why I'm team Stanley. That's why I drink as much water as I do because it it has a straw. Everything tastes better out of a straw. So, you know, those glass cups that have like the little bamboo lid and the glass straw Uh and it's like a whole experience. And it kind of feels like you're in like your little coffee shop and you just have Mm -hmm. like your, okay. Um, abundantly yours has some. And it says God is good. And it's in like this cute pink, like calligraphy, but like a, a pop kind of calligraphy, pop, pop uh-huh. culture. Like it's not, it's not like ultra feminine. It's just super cute. And it's got smiley faces on it. And it's got, a, it's got a glass straw. It's got a bamboo lid. Feels fancy. They're my go-tos. I have a handful of these in my drawer and that's like my go-to. I'm going to make an adrenal cocktail. I'm going to put it in my cute glass cup drink it out of a glass straw like an iced so, coffee yes so good in it yes and they look so oh my gosh they look so cute when you're making iced coffee I don't you know I, I don't make it often but sometimes I make an iced chai and it's so cute to watch it like the milk and the coffee or the chai <laughs> like just like swirl around and you're like this is an experience like you're talking about things to be grateful for it's like so stupid and small but it's like so great it's so satisfying so Abundantly yours has some. It's called the God is Good glass cup. You can use code HEC15 for 15% off the entire shop, that glass cup included. Um, and you can check them out at abundantly.yours.co on Instagram. And the website is in the show notes as always. Awesome. Okay. okay so we asked our Instagram, uh, what in the dang heck Instagram questions for an eligible single pre-med man. And, um, (laughs) Catholic man. And, um, so anyways, we organized these questions and I want to jump right in, but first, what were we, what were we talking about before we were recording? Oh, shoot. Oh my gosh. We were, uh, dating. It was about dating and just trying to find that mix of, you know, fighting back against the culture, right. Which has become so degenerate and everything. And so there's a desire to swing back the other way to go ultra into can fall Burning. into kind of like Puritan, <laughs> like yeah, to become yeah. little pilgrims, kind of like going overboard <laughs> with how we go about things where it's not natural for this day and age. Yeah. Um, and it's not natural to us. And we don't even have the support systems to live that out well. And so, yeah, CC had a hot, some... well, it, it seems like it's not a hot take between her and Luke because Luke's like, yeah, I agree. And CC's like, yeah, I agree. But I'm like, I've never heard a girl say this about dating before. So I was like, we need to re re-mention this so tell us yes. your hot take about dating not being a boyfriend and girlfriend but dating cease 
Okay. So by the way, next week's episode is hot takes. So call into our hotline if you have hot takes. But, um, so my thing is that dating is to get to know someone. So you are dating because you're getting to know if they are going to like, if they are a match to be your girlfriend or boyfriend. Okay. So like, it's not exclusive. There has to be this like rite of passage of do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes or no. And then they accept, and then you can move forward together to something serious, but it's disordered in my mind. It's disordered to assume that you are exclusive just because you're going on dates. I don't think it's fair. I think it's actually the right thing to do would be to assume that they're not exclusive and they're seeing other people until you want to step across that line, the man and step into courage and have that discussion about being exclusive. Um, there has to be that courage from one side. So then you can move forward together, but to assume that like, I think it's good to date. It's good to date around. It's there's, I don't think, I don't see anything wrong with dating multiple people at once because dating is not unexclusive. That's just mm-hmm. my, right. my whole ideology. Yeah. Yeah. And I would totally agree from the guy side. And I've come around to this because it's because I saw it kind of play out where in the Christian circles, we, we want to be intentional and we want it to mm-hmm. be um, more serious because we know the world is kind of playing around with stuff. And what does dating mean? It's this kind of hazy mess. So right. I understand the desire of, oh, if you ask me on dates, it's because you're serious about it and you really want to pursue me. Um, but I think what, what's happening is it's putting this undue pressure on, mm-hmm. hey, we just need to hang out and spend time together. And if you're going into this with, um, like one of my experiences is, is being a guy and, and I have to preface this for anybody who would listen to this episode of take everything that I might say with a grain of salt, because one, I'm still single. So it's obviously not working out for me. Uh, and then number two, <laughs> oh like God. all the stuff that I've learned is because I've made so many mistakes. So I feel strongly okay. about some things. So it's like, yeah, I, I've bumped in and done the wrong thing. And one of them, uh, one of the things that I get to experience though with this and why I feel this way now is like when I would ask girls on dates um, multiple times I had girls tell me like, Hey, I I need like four days to pray about it. And it's like to coffee, like to, to one day to just like hang out, spend at most like two hours together. Um, I think that's too much pressure. No, I'm glad you said that because that was one of the questions. I don't remember if we put it in here or not. Um, but one of the questions a girl had was, is coffee on the first date really considered a first date or is it just to kind of hang out and get to know each other and it sounds like it's literally I, I have like the most it's minimal a dating experience out date, of yeah. all of us here it's a date you're just going to hang out and get to know each other that's what dating should be it's not something yeah. that you should like when people are discerning whether or not to go on a date with you it's like well do you just borderline like face value do you think he's cute if you think he's cute mm-hmm. go on a date get to learn more about him if you don't think he's cute why waste your time? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of yeah, where my mind's at. That's the thing. Cause that, that's the thing of like, you associate, Oh, if he does, if it is a date, then it's like really serious. Um, no. I, I do think that guy should say date, but we should change what we mean when we say date to like, what's easy. Yeah. Like, let's just get yeah. to know each other. Um, and that's why you could do it with a couple people. Cause you're just right. spending time. It is in a romantic con uh, in a romantic intention. Yeah. Yeah. But the well, beginning, you can be, beginning yes. stages of it. But that's yeah. what you're saying, you know, serious and pursue, like you use those words that those both can be true and you can be dating multiple people. 
Like you can be serious about pursuing someone to get to know them and do that with multiple people. There's a little, I don't see any like moral problem with that at all. Now, if you're making out with all of them, probably an issue. (laughs) Okay. But like (laughs) big red flag. Okay. But like, if you're literally going out to coffee, grabbing, grabbing dinner, like going bowling, I don't know what people do, but, um, (laughs) I'm like, I email my husband out of the game. Yeah. That's my date. Like, let's go. So, um, I don't know. That's just, I guess that's just setting the scene of how this conversation is going to go. But also I would just like to say, if you ask the girl on a date and she goes, I need to pray about it for four days. I think, you know, your answer that there's not going to be oh, a potential yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, of, of all the times that happened, never once, never once. Yeah. And, and like, it's I, like, okay. Yeah. I retract just, my offer. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I, yeah. Cause you know, when it happens that if they wanted to, they would have said yes. And if they have to think about it, it's usually because they're trying to be nice and, you know, like let you down easy, but it sucks so much worse for the guy. Cause it's like, I basically have a phone call where I'm going to get a denial four days in four days. Yeah. But it's also, could it also, could it also possibly be the fact that they just have a unaligned or misprioritized concept of dating like they're thinking if a guy has pursued me in the smallest way as far as asking me to go get coffee that means he sees potential in marrying me so I need to take this very seriously you know what I mean like I feel like Mm -hmm. that that's the kind of thought I had growing up and so when Avery flew out spent six hundred dollars to fly out and come visit me as a friend I was like whoa 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 what does that mean and I freaked out and told him I needed to wait but I think it's because I was like put this pressure on myself that he literally had not done at all. He just asked to get to know me more. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like they, see, it's just like confusing. See, I feel Go like ahead. it's not, I think that it's not mutually exclusive because I think that it is good to have the end in sight of to even know like what is the point of pursuing somebody is marriage. And if I'm going to ask a girl out on a date, it's like that should always be on the table if I'm going to pursue you at any time. Um, yeah. So I'm not trying to waste your time. I'm not trying to waste yeah. my time, but it doesn't mean intensity right off the bat. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's definitely something word. that I've had to course correct on. Cause it's like in the Christian dating scene in the Catholic dating scene, again, I think it is too much of man, that first date, <laughs> like that is such a big deal when it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that when girls are like, let me pray about it. Number one, I think it's selfish. And number two, I think it shows a lack of decision-making skills, which is a sign of immaturity. I'm just, it's a girl. It's a girl move, not a woman move. It is. Yeah. That's what no, makes a fair. girl a girl is the lack of being able to make a decision and in thinking about what makes her more comfortable than what makes the other party comfortable because chances are she's like actually I need four four days to really think about it because she's gonna text all her friends and be like what should I say oh my gosh how do I say say I'm not interested like oh my gosh that is a girl you want a woman like come on Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like go off, parties, CC, go off, off, sis. <laughs> looks like call me all the time and reaffirm all it's of my because thoughts. No one, no <laughs> one says this stuff about girls. The culture is always like, it's the oh, men's anything problem. a girl men's does, fault. like, this is what's right. You know, mm-hmm. but like no one backs up the guys and like, honestly, how I see it. A lot of times it's the girls being crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Not well, to I was say gonna... that because I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm a woman, actually. Okay, let's make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say I feel like most both parties should be really appreciative of this. Like they should find mutual, like, oh, we can both relax. Cool. I agree with this. I like this stance. Let's do this one instead of what I've been previously doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't see why anyone would have a problem switching mindsets to the one you guys are sharing right now. It feels and way more relaxing. Better, yeah, better and easier and more often, um, uh, well, a, a healthier dating culture in yes. the Catholic young adult scene, right? Where if it's not, not this big a deal, I think you'll have more men who are out there asking girls on dates because I think that's something going on. Yeah. Um, not enough guys are going out there, being clear with their intentions, asking dates. Um, yeah, the statistics on men of like who are even searching for relationships, it's crazy low. Yeah. Um, I was just before this, I was looking up some stuff on Pew Research. And as I took a break from studying the gallbladder right before I hopped, (laughs) and it was something like 64% of men under the age of 30, um, or thirties and under are single 64%. That's a huge chunk of young men who are single. And I can't remember, uh, it was like a super high number of that and I'm blanking on it, but is not even trying to. And I think one of the things that would help produce and again that's 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 population writ large right right and i don't know uh, like what girls experience of from what i gather it's usually they're not being pursued well by men and yeah. i think if we make this a little bit easier and not yes. so stressful, stressful or, or to lower <laughs> the activation energy so that you could go get coffee <laughs> with a couple people yeah yeah so Agreed. well there's also just like one last thing to say about that. There's two factors of why that is, why there's such a big number of single men is number one, women don't have the pressure to have children right away because freezing eggs has become so accessible and common for like secular culture. And then two, like men don't feel the need to find a woman because they just can have porn and they don't feel like they need to have a woman. So it's like both of these feeding each other yeah yeah like the devil has the like the did like the priorities twisted on both ends yep yep so yeah yeah. those things are definitely leading to if you look at the statistic of when people are getting married it's really interesting i think it's gone up each year for uh, and i can't remember when they first started noticing it but i think the average age in the u.s that a man is getting married is 28 and then for women it's 27 um, but then if you look at Europe, which is normally where we track, right, usually Europe is is ahead of us in statistics and we catch mm-hmm. up eventually. Right. Um, their median age for men is 34, I believe, and then 32 for the women. Jeez um, Louise. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was shocked. Other things. Yeah. I was shocked when people were like, how, like tips for getting married so young. And I'm like, 21. I didn't know 21 was young, but now that you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, 21's freaking quote unquote young. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. People like tw- getting married in your twenties is considered young. <laughs> oh, that's laughable. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I Luke, think we're going to, we're going to come back to that. I think, cause that might be something yes. that comes up later the age. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So a few questions about you. So um, what is your favorite part of your masculinity and how do you use that to glorify God? I know this is, could be a whole episode, but mm-hmm. well, it's even funny. Cause like, that's, 
these are such questions that, and I love it, uh, that only like women would ask, right? Because like yeah. no guy is, is framing the question mm-hmm. like that. Like, what do you love about your masculinity, man? Um, mm-hmm. And it's great. It was great to, to think about that. That would be so funny. Like, I'm sorry. You're like smoking cigars. So dude, what do you like about your masculinity? Cece and I don't even <laughs> yeah. ask that about each other and our femininity. You know? know, it's just a question a girl would totally ask you. I know. Yeah. Well, I'd say uh, I had heard first you got to define like what does masculinity mean and of course everybody loves and I love the the Polish saint uh, Pope John Paul II theology of the body and I remember listening to talk on it and I remember them talking about like he had wrote notes on you know the masculine genius the feminine genius and in parentheses he really didn't extrapolate too much of what he meant when he said those words Um, but for for masculinity I remember he put strength and that is like how I define masculinity. If somebody were asking, like, what, what does that mean? It's like, it, it's the inner strength of a man. And, mm-hmm. and what is strength for? But it is the capability of initiating love and then providing for and protecting that love. And all the things that enable me to do that are what flourish my masculinity. So, right, growing strong in my mind, my body, and in my soul. Right. Um, allow me to initiate love and then to protect that love because yeah. that is i mean you see that stamped in a man's body that is what he is built for to give of himself in that way to initiate love and again to protect that love and so i yeah the the, the older i get the more that i think about these things um not that i'm doing it super consciously all the time but it is insofar as that i'm preparing myself to love other people mm-hmm. and uh let me say one of the things that I wanted to talk about with masculinity or just mention also mm-hmm. was that I love how it connects me to God. One of the things I think that you see in the church, particularly in the Catholic church is the, the horrible ratios of how many women there are to men. Mm-hmm. And I love to think about why is that? Like what mm-hmm. is going on that we would have like triple the women easily yeah. at most places than there are men. And I think one of the things that you see is that the masculine side of God in the masculine side is not being attended to in church. Like, I don't know the last time I heard a sermon um, that was calling on a man to do something great. That was mm. talking about Jesus Christ as a man to yeah. men, right? Yeah. Because I mean, those are true things that Jesus <laughs> is, is gentle and meek and kind and loving. Right. Um, but I, also I, it tables. feels like as a, yeah, it's like, but it feels like <laughs> as a man that we talk about Jesus as if he's a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the more, the, one of the things I love about masculinity, it's like, he was a man, like I can relate yeah. to him as a man mm-hmm. and he was the epitome of strength. Right. Um, so the more that I'm growing in this inner strength, the more that I can relate to my savior. Uh, Our churches cater to women. They have the feminine music. They have the feminine messaging, mm-hmm. but when you go to the Latin mass, the ratio is different. Gonna say. so uh-huh. different. I see single men, single older gentlemen, single younger guys. Like I am one of the only women alone that sits alone at the Latin mass. <laughs> it really yeah, is. It's, it's, it's one of the things that you don't see guys getting excited about um, other things in the church, but they get excited about Latin mass and they want to bring their friends uh, mm-hmm. like love, love Eric and Evan Matthews. Awesome. Love yeah. the twins. We share that that passion. One of the guys I was really great friends with in Texas, uh, him and his wife would be listening. John St. Dennis, love you and Caroline. But 
he had his conversion. He was actually plagued by demons and he wasn't even mm-hmm. Catholic at the time. Wanders in, I'll have to share his story is incredible. He wanders into a confession. Um, he literally was seeing like demons in his house, doors were turning on, turning or opening, closing, faucets turning on, turning off. His dog was barking at shadows, like wouldn't let him mm-hmm. go into sections of the house. Freaky. And he was freaking out. Uh, and then he had this moment, he was over the sink. He said, I was cleaning dishes one day. All this stuff was going on. Like I'm, I'm, he was in a really dark place, very far from God, living a very worldly life. We'll just put it at that. And he said, I felt the weight of two semi-trucks all of a sudden crush down on my chest. And I'm sitting there and I hear a voice that says, you need to go to church, John, and you need to go to confession. Mm. And the pressure comes off and he's, what the hell is confession? Because <laughs> he's not even <laughs> Catholic, so he didn't even know what it means. Yeah. And so he looks it up and he finds the local cathedral downtown and he goes and he does, he has no idea. And so it's on a Friday. Um, he shows up, he dresses up in a suit and a tie. He grabs a Bible mm-hmm. under one arm and he used to be in the military and they had handed out rosaries. So he's like, yeah. this is a Catholic thing. He wraps it around <laughs> his hand. And so he shows up and he's just waiting in the confessional line. And he's a big guy. <laughs> he's like six, four built as all get out and a serious man. And so everybody else is just like super intimidated by him. Uh, but he goes into that confessional and the priest told him when, when John just starts saying like, Hey, I don't even know what I'm doing. Here's what's happening. Um, like yeah. I need help. The priest told him to start going to the Latin mass and I'm going to come over and bless your house. And he starts saying some prayers. He walked and into he the told, right confessional. Know, oh man, it was killer because that's what John said. And he told John like the demons in a particular way, fear Latin and fear that you're growing mm. close to God. And so they're trying to try to stop you. But this, and John said, once he started going to Latin mass, it all stopped. And so you better believe John has been on fire getting everybody yeah, and right. their brother to Latin mass, his family, he's telling other guys. And I hate to say this, I feel like a disservice is being done to Jesus because of some of these masses and the, and the, the fluffiness that comes with, I'm like, this is literally Calvary. Like heaven and earth are meeting through this sacrament and we're going to be singing all are welcome. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what? It'd be so inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. Well, because it would be like, it would be like if, if Patrick, for example, um, we're at war and things are going crazy and like Patrick goes in, in for on behalf of all of us, right? Behalf of like a, just say it's a room of people. Mm-hmm. He goes and he gives his life and we watch him be tortured and die and he's out there speaking the whole time of how much he loves us and and is doing this for us right and we hold the memorial for him to honor him it's like what would how would that feel for you so you see like right. as someone who loves him so Get much the heck out and, and if people are not being serious about it you'd be like what in the hell are you doing here um yeah like, this is my beloved this he gave everything for you and you're not going to take it serious. And we're going to just like, pretend like this is like this happy go lucky. And let's tell yeah. some jokes. Like, let's make this a, a comedic, I would, a comedic exactly, act. Exactly. But I would want to bring, you know, it, like I would take it, but I would want to bring everyone. I would want everyone there to see how mm-hmm, amazing mm-hmm. of a man he is. You know what I mean? Totally. And like, that's totally, the absolutely. same thing with the Latin mass. Is it, and I, this, we're totally on a tangent, but this is what the podcast scene is. And it's like, you are so proud of, the church that is represented in the Latin mass, because you feel this, like, uh, this unity. And like, I'm a part of something so much greater than me. Come see it. Yeah. We used to joke about that ministry of like, 
like man those rad trads and whatever and mm-hmm. they just think that they'll mm-hmm. convert the world by like taking them to latin mass uh and that was until people started like they didn't convert to other crap i was doing but they go to that mass and all of a sudden people are breaking down crying changing their lives it's like what and okay maybe it is working maybe there's maybe. something there <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. So, um, that being said about your masculinity, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that, but you kind of answered the question. Cause I was going to ask how do, has that kind of, how do you prepare to become the spiritual leader of your family one day? And you were saying strength, um, physically, mentally, and spiritually, but was there mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to add to that? No, just to, to keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Can just stick to that. Yeah. Oh, I love perfect. it. All right. Well, the next one is how does a girl, okay. So we always say you drop the handkerchief, chief, chiff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I say chiff, but okay. Uh. <laughs> we always say drop the handkerchief. We're always telling the girls on the podcast, like give the guys mm-hmm. something to run with, like give them totally. some sign that you're interested. And so girls are asking you today, how does mm-hmm. a girl drop the handkerchief, AKA hint to the guy she's interested about making herself more available for the guy to approach her. Has, have you ever had a girl do something where you're like that, if every woman did that, that'd be really great. Or is there just an ideal in your head? Oh man, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Cause there was somebody did something one time. Uh, I hadn't written about this in, uh, I try to keep a journal every once in a while, like life events. Yeah. And I remember writing one down, but I, I'm blanking on it. Cause I would say this one is, is situation. This is situationally dependent on a few variables of what that would look like to drop the handkerchief. Cause it would be different, right? If, yeah. if you, how much interaction True. you have with that man um, really helps direct you in which way should I approach somebody who's a stranger versus a friend who I'm trying to break out of the friend zone with to get him to notice me or um, X, Y, Z, right? Is he just a guy from class or is he somebody that you're going to see? Like, are you going to be knowing that you're going to be seeing him or is this a one-time encounter? Yeah. Um, I think, some general piece of advice that I would give just from like mm-hmm. a man's perspective. Yeah. Guys, we're not the brightest. We do not see, <laughs> like we do not pick up on the hints. We do not like things that are so clear and obvious to y'all. And I know like the girls talk or about doing this or it's like, no guys, unless you tell them outright, they could either be totally oblivious. Um, they do very well. Men do very well with, with more direct that you are. Now that's a fine balance, right? Because you don't want to be the one who's initiating totally. And so right. as far as I can gather with the whole drop the hint, um, some things that I've heard work in the past is messaging more frequently on social media and just like letting them know. Yeah. Um, if it's a friend, I, I, I'm a big fan of just pulling the trigger. Rather you just say something and not yeah. live with regret. Uh, yeah. I always respect a woman who's like, I've had the opportunity. Yeah. Like some one time, like a girl wrote me a letter actually. And I'd never, uh, actually never met her, (laughs) but she wrote me a letter saying that like, Hey, I've been, I've seen some of yourself online or whatever. And I just want to tell you, I'd be really interested if you ever were. And I was so honored by that. Yeah. I I was like, thank you. Cause I I mean, like how, how else am I supposed to know? Right. Um, And most men are operating on that level of assuming that no girls like them. And they will not pick up on any subtle hints. Right. Um, so I guess I haven't really given any good tangible advice because that one is much more situational dependent. Unless yeah. like, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what have you ladies heard? Well, that's worth I was going to say, I saw a reel the other day, obviously don't know how real it was or not. It could have been her husband, who knows, but I'm a romantic. So I like to think that it was honest. She saw a hot guy in a coffee shop across the room from her. She wrote a poem 
about him slash to him and had the waitress or the barista go give it to him and then they like met up afterwards and I was like that's dropping the handkerchief like Mm -hmm. you made it so obvious and also like he has to at least come give you the time of day now you know what I mean like he has to so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's bold for sure. I'm not saying that's easy to do by any means. Because that's definitely a move. Like that's like yes. making the first move for sure. That's di- like, I would say it. that's like crossing the line of the handkerchief. You think? I thought yeah. it was so, so cute. No, I think it's great, but I don't think that's like dropping okay, a handkerchief. Give us something to work so, with. So like the whole thing behind that is like you drop something because like if you were to drop a handkerchief, you're giving the opportunity for the man to notice you pick it up and give it back to you. So it's all about making it easy for the man, making yourself accessible and giving the opportunity for a man to pursue because a lot of women are closed off. They have their RBF uh, face (laughs) or, you know, they have their headphones in like things like that. They're unapproachable. And so dropping the handkerchief is doing something to make yourself more approachable and accessible for the man to pursue you. And so this is, I guess, an example of something I did. Um, it, we, Patrick and I were already on our first date, but we were just like out to dinner. And so we were walking back from dinner and I was like, can I like, let me treat you to ice cream. And th- I wanted to say that because I wanted to signal to him that I a wanted to spend more time with him and B, I was like really enjoying our time together. So like, I was mm-hmm. interested in him. I didn't want to be like, Hey, like, this is going really great. Like, I want to see you again. I'm really interested in you. Cause I, I would be like taking that from him, you know, but mm-hmm. I wanted to signal that, like I was saying, I just want to spend more time with you. And so that for me was dropping the handkerchief because it, and in a way, giving him more confidence to continue to pursue, because when you give confidence, it's almost like you are sending like the green green light, like keep going. (laughs) You're doing a good job. Um, so yeah, as far as like dropping the handkerchief, I mean, I don't know, Luke, what's your opinion on like a woman making the first move versus a woman creating the opportunity for you to make the first move? Hmm. You know, as a guy and, and I'm rather become more and more traditionally minded, I do like to operate in the realm of ideals. It's like, what's the ideal situation? Mm-hmm. Is that a man would pursue you, right? Uh, and now I know that's very difficult for a woman because it's like, it takes that out of your hands. Yeah, um, that you control. have to just let yourself be, exactly. You're not in control. You have to let the man lead. Um, and that I think is the ideal. When it comes to like where we're at now, that is the only thing where it gets kind of like, I think situational. Or I feel like yeah. much more comfortable like recommending to people, like some girls, like you should probably just let him know that you like him and just pull the trigger because he's he's not responding to these other things. Normally, yeah. I think it is sufficient or, or again, ideal to put yourself in a place to be found, to put yourself in a yes. place that's conducive to him walk up. For example, one thing girls do that's a huge thing, like it's like an impenetrable barrier to guys is when they huddle in big groups. Um, yes. It's like no guy, like if girls are in groups, I'm not We're saying not coming this close. Is not, yeah. And I'm not saying like you need to like stray away as if this is like a freaking lion hunt and you're going to get attacked or something. But just that it's easier if it's just like two friends, you and your girlfriend are walking or something to create yeah. space yeah. naturally for that. If a guy is going to walk up, he's not going to feel like it's him against 10 women. Um, right. And has right. all the, the, all the attention about him because 
not going to happen then. That's yeah. such a good point. Like mate. Yeah. If you're at a young adult group, don't go and sit at the table with all the women that you already don't know. Do it. It's like a yep. weird seventh grade dance situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally there's, no, just... there's no natural way for a guy to enter into that. No, no, not at all. But then I was thinking like, okay, because this whole time I've been thinking about like, okay, well, like youth church stuff. Because that's what we always say, like, find, try to find someone at church if you can. Obviously, we just mm-hmm. talked about the statistics of women versus men at church. So that may not be ideal for where you live. Um, but then when you're at the church event, one, make yourself accessible and approachable. Like put effort into what you look like to be there. Look like you want to be there. And then mm-hmm. two, like- you guys are lining up to get food, leave your girlfriends and go line up behind a guy or something and just start small talking. Or I don't know, like there's so many little opportunities that just Mm -hmm. require you to try a little bit, because if you keep going with your group of 10 girlfriends and you sit with them every time, you can't really complain about not having found anyone because you're not even putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. You're in the room with the guys, but not really. (laughs) I think that's a great way maybe of dropping the handkerchief is just trying to make small talk. Um, right right yeah because if a girl comes up to a guy and just even tries to initiate anything anything the guy's like, like whoa hey oh, yeah. <laughs> well hello <laughs> <laughs> like you exist and you yeah. know that i exist we both yeah. are are Existing acknowledging that room. we exist <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really good okay so then with that some someone asked i know this is so specific but if you're dating a girl, okay, maybe mm-hmm. like second date, um, and she holds your hand first, what's your thought? She holds, she grabs my hand? Yeah. Aggressive. You're in the car. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah. set up like a scene. You're in okay, the car. Okay, yeah. You're driving. <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of, okay. Yeah, driving the car. You're okay. driving. She's not. And your hand's right on the console, like where you're just like, not on purpose, just like that's where you put your hand. Yeah, just just Jay chilling. Okay, okay. And, and, and she, she just like grabs it and is like, I think I should take that and grabs your hand. See, I, I don't know how <laughs> that's kind of got a cringe y'all. face it, it, right yeah, now. <laughs> it, little, it just sounds a little weird and inorganic. So that's why it's hard to picture of I'd want to I, I don't I don't know if I've met a girl who's had the desire to do that or who's really wanted yeah. that, right? To really want to like hey, I want to hold hands now. And this is when I want to do it. And I'm going to grab it. And it's weird that he didn't respond to like me grabbing at his hand. Um, I'm not saying that it has to be like over trying to caricature it and that she's (laughs) like grabbing per se. But you personally, you're not into it, clearly. No. And one of the reasons why is I think that it also sets a precedence of um. Yeah, partially because from my my own views, but I think it's good to have the man be the one that that helps establish boundaries. Yeah. And you want to have that ordering at all yeah. levels um, yeah. to be on the same page that Agreed. you can trust where he's going to lead and that he's never going to push for stuff or do things. And to put it, the ball in his court of like when he thinks you guys are at a good place to start holding hands, then okay. Right. And if it really bothers you, you could bring it up to him and like here, maybe he has thoughts on it. Um, I, again, I'm rather, uh, rather old fashioned these days and, and a huge romantic at heart. And one of the ways that I want to live out a future relationship is very much to be chased. 
Now I'm not saying I'm like never going to hold hands or something and like never kiss, but freaky but it's going to be a hot out if a girl just it's going to be a hot her. second. Because that's the thing is is yeah. like the 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 way that our bodies work and the way that God has made men and women to unite so beautifully. It's like yeah, it can be such a big deal to mm-hmm. hold hands. To oh my gosh, you get butterflies way. the first time it happens. Oh, I remember that probably. <laughs> I remember that probably more than our first kiss, but I was going to say, well, we, we were, never mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We we were drinking at dinner after, so I mean, anyway, you just remember the hand holding better. Um, well, I was going to say too, not even just the, like, oh my gosh, the girl's in control, but just that she's now eliminating herself from feeling the butterflies that yeah. I know Cece and I talk about yeah. all the time. Like the hand-holding part yeah. the first time is like the cutest thing in the world and it makes your stomach drop. And now you've just eliminated yourself from the possibility of experiencing that because you freaking took the steering wheel, which you weren't <laughs> supposed to do. And you drove <laughs> off the road. Okay. And you drove off a yeah, cliff. Because I, I, I think it's one of those like classic cases if, if you just show people, like just think about the alternatives here what is yeah. it like to receive it and yes. what is it like to grasp at it and like what Rude. do you really want when you look at both of them and it's yes. like definitely yes. the receiving because it's so much more special and that's where right. the butterflies are and I want butterflies right, right. not cringe we okay, want butterflies so not cringe. I remember I so this is the opera this is this is another example of creating the opportunity Patrick and okay. I second date it was freezing out but we were in Richmond Virginia we were like there's this really awesome river walk and that it was like brand new redone there was some museums in the area whatever and we had already gone to brunch and we were walking and we were probably walking for like mm, 45 minutes maybe and it was really cold out I, I did have pockets I didn't have gloves I did have pockets and I did not put my hands in the pocket just in case he <laughs> wanted to hold my hand <laughs> now for, he oh, did it great. okay he didn't <laughs> hold my hand the whole time but my hands were ready they were frozen, they were frozen but and that's heroic woman that's they what i'm were talking ready. about <laughs> that's hilarious but it was it was there it was opportunity then patrick for dinner that night he got us an uber to dinner all because mm-hmm. he wanted to sit in the back to grab my hand and hold it strategic so it's like don't take that away from a guy you know? Yeah. 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 Cause like, what would it have been like if you were like, Hey, my hand's cold. <laughs> give me, uh, give me that's right? just weird. What do you want? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I would have taken yeah. that, that his plan away from mm-hmm. him, you know? So yeah, that's kind of a hit to the confidence too. Yeah. Like you can't do it. I'll make a decision. Yeah. You're not going quick enough. This isn't working for me. So I'm going to decide to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, okay so the little catholic though megan you are wearing what are you wearing right now i'm wearing i was literally going to talk about them because i got complimented on them three times today on my instagram story the woven earrings they're big like woven looking hoops but they're not heavy you guys know Mm -hmm. i i can't do heavy my earlobes are like really thin and i'm not trying to rip them um they're so cute and they like they're like a statement too like it's not dainty it's like I, I put earrings on today and I had a lot yeah. of girls saying like, I should top, I should take a note from you. Like I should put jewelry on more often at home. And I was like, it's the easiest thing to do to like change your look. 
You just put some earrings on or some bracelets on and all of a sudden your outfit or your look is a million times more elegant. Mm -hmm. And the little Catholic is the only place you have to shop to really do that because they've got it all. (laughs) So you can use code HECK20 for 20% off at the little Catholic link to everything is in our show notes as always, but literally if I'm not wearing the little Catholic, then I'm I'm probably remind dead. me what your hoops. Oh my gosh, so dramatic. Okay, wait, remind me <laughs> the woven, woven, woven. Okay, woven yeah. earrings. Yeah, they're really cute. You guys need they're them. Very cute. Um, I'm just saying, ladies, guys are looking for girls with the woven hoops. Let's I just can't say this. It, but I let just me think say this. Work out. I was wearing Mary's garden earrings, also from the Little Catholic. They're kind of like daisy sunflower looking dangles. They're the ones mm-hmm. Cece talked about a couple yeah. podcasts ago and like raved over because she wore them every other day in France. Luke commented on them the one one day I was wearing. He's like, I really like your earrings. I was like, thank you. They're the Little Catholic. I don't thank know you. if you remember, we were all walking back from the pond after Carrie and Avery were fishing. And I was like, I got to tell the Little Catholic. People notice. People notice her jewelry. You Men guys. like it. Men, Men like, like the earrings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh so gosh. now on to the topic of attraction. Guys, this is going to be a little longer podcast, but I think it's going to be worth it for uh-huh. just, you Girls know. would be mad if we just were like, all right, time's up. It'd be like, we well, answered like three questions. <laughs> I know, come on. <laughs> you got on a tangent about Latin about mass. The Latin mass, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we could have omitted that. We don't care. <laughs> dang, these, these dang rad trads. Um, Okay, so on the topic of attraction, um, what makes a woman attractive? What attracts you to pursue pursue her? And don't hold back on either. Please don't like, hold back. Yeah, don't hold back on like a physical. It's okay to like say uh-huh. physical aspects. <laughs> yes. Like we're not going to think you're shallow, you know, like adding the physical aspects in there. <laughs> well, and I think girls want to know, you know. Cause it's just yeah. like, he should love you. Like every morning, sleepy hair. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I want honest, honest advice here. So uh, not okay. me, but as yes. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Noted. <laughs> Happily married. I, um, cause I could say easily that the most attractive thing, cause I can talk on the physical cause that is important to guys and guys do yes. talk about that. So I can share yes, what please usually do. gets talked about. But before that, I would say easily the most attractive thing is holiness. Um, and, and make that sound like a little less trite. It's like, well, what does holiness mean? And like, what does that mean to say that, uh, is that you're becoming more of who God made you to be and right. He makes men and women. So this is what holiness and femininity are so intertwined, um, that a, a, a holy feminine woman is someone who is more and more alive. And it stands out so much in today's culture, right? When a woman carries herself a certain way. So Mm -hmm. when I was coming back to the faith, I'll never forget the experience of, I was dating somebody at the time who, um, by all means, I mean, I thought this girl was like a model. It was, I was like way Mm -hmm. overshot my luck. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to marry this girl, et cetera. It was so great. Um, was head over heels about her. But when I came back to faith, I remember I went, I was started going to adoration and, Mm -hmm spending time there. And then I started going to mass. And I remember like seeing some of the girls there. Uh, and I'm one of those guys, like I'm looking around a lot and I, uh, totally. and I was so taken with rubbernecking. Whoa, this, <laughs> this is amazing. Like these women are so beautiful the way that they love God. And I, I remember mm-hmm. just being so blown away at a, a beauty that I had never seen before or encountered. And that has never gone away. 
And yeah. guys notice when a girl loves God, because usually there are things that go along with it, the more that she grows in that relationship, because yeah. it solidifies, she knows who she is. So mm -hmm. there's a huge part about identity and confidence mm -hmm. that is so attractive. And a lot yes. of this, like that I'm saying, I'm sure girls are immediately like, yeah, that's exactly what it'd be like for a guy, right? Yep, a guy who totally. loves Jesus Christ, who's passionate about their faith. That's attractive. And it's like, well, that, that card cuts both ways, lady. Yeah. Like, that is so beautiful to see you love God and all the things that are tied up into that. And it makes you more alive. It makes you more feminine. The more that you can wear that, that femininity with um, grace and maturity. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that, that is... That's He's the melting. bee's knees right there. He's Sheesh. melting over here. Um, oh, well, and, and when a woman, again, I think we were talking about this in the beginning, it's like, it's a reciprocity circle. So like the more a woman leans into her femininity, the more a man can lean into his masculinity. And the mm -hmm. more a man leans into his masculinity, the more a woman is pushed to be more feminine. And yeah. it's this mm -hmm. like beautiful, Patrick and I always called it divine dance that happens yeah. between man and woman when they step into their roles. And so. it gets better and better. Like, like yes. Avery and I were not that way when we first started dating and talking and even early in marriage. And the more he's become a man, the more I've become a woman in the way that God has ordered it. And the more fun and free and like awesome, like we'll sit and we'll get in bed at night and just be like, when's it going to fall down? Like, it just keeps getting better. The more like we, the more we keep, you know, diving into Lord this, God. the more we're like, uh, why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> you know, so it's true. There's like, God, he's a genius creator, you know, but. And the reason I say that and like why I would give that answer, because not only is it 100% true, but it hopefully would free anybody listening to this of like, I, I get to be fully me. And that is the most attractive part of me. Like that is the most attractive yeah. thing is that when I'm mostly like, I'm who God made me to be. That's when I'm at my happiest. That's when I am glowing. That's when I'm becoming the most alive. And, and that can take so many different forms that can mm -hmm. take, you can totally be your introverted self. You can totally be energy. You can totally be like, whatever, whatever. Um, and it is captivating. Yeah. So, okay. But then I'm itching to know what are the guys talking about as far as physical stuff? Cause I know girls want to know. That was like yeah, one the, of the most common questions we got. <laughs> uh, I'll give a general thing. And then some particulars that, that usually go for it. The, the general thing, because uh, I love, I love talking about relationships. I love family life and marriage and all things <laughs> pertaining to. So when I was doing ministry, everybody knows that Luke's going to ask me about my relationship. Do I have one? Am I in one? How's it going? Whatever my mm -hmm. thoughts on things. And one of the reasons I loved it is because everybody likes to talk about it. Yeah. And even if they don't want to talk about God and they don't want to come around, I can get like uh, a few people to, to uh, in a room and we'll, we'll talk about it for like yeah. hours. And the best is sometimes we would have like the guy missionaries would be just with the girls in Bible studies and whatever, and then vice versa. And we'd have these panels. And one of the times I was with this group of women and I was like, all right, ladies, we're going to do this activity today. And this activity is called, we're going to create your future husband. And so we'd get out and we would start and they'd start just, and girls are so good at this. They're they so have quick their to list. Know. They know what yeah. they're, yeah. Oh man. Uh, tall, funny, smart, attractive, athletic. Uh, <laughs> faithful, holy, confident, this, that, right. and the other. And I'm like, stop, cease fire, everybody call, cut off the hose. All right, let's yeah. just stick with what we've got. And let's just describe what the heck you just said. And it's like, you want a tall, confident man who loves Jesus Christ, who's passionate about his faith. You want somebody who's going to treat you well, treat other people well. You want all these attributes. Now, ladies, is that a below average man, an average man, above average or an exceptional man 
Uh, and I'm like, it's exceptional. Yes or yes. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, he's exceptional. Uh, yeah. The girls don't actually sound like that, but I always do that part. And yeah. it's because <laughs> listen, and, and it's followed up with, all right, ladies, it's good that you want an exceptional man. It's good that you have high standards for yourself, mm-hmm. but let's just ask, do you think a, a, an exceptional man who stands head and shoulders above everybody else you see, what kind do you think he wants to date an average woman? Yeah. Um, and it's like pin drop silence. Right. And it's like, okay, a lot of things <laughs> can be learned from that. If, if this is the list and this is really what you want. Okay. Do you, do you fit these things? So going into like physical, uh, and I don't think it's shallow because I think a lot of things go into this. A lot of people will comment on like physical, like being athletic or not. And, yes. and that is a broad yeah. range. I don't mean to say like, well, we say that for guys mommy or whatever. We say that for guys yeah. too. We're like, is he like, does he work and, out? Cause that means yeah. more than just the fact that he works out and has a hot body. <laughs> you know, that means he's disciplined. Yeah. That means you exactly. Know. And so that's something, of course, guys are talking about. It's like, Mm-hmm. Is she working out? Does she show it? What is going on with that? Guys are are usually less concerned with things like height or whatever. Right, right. Um, and really less concerned with a lot of things because they'll have their types and they'll tell you like, yeah, maybe predominantly blonde, blonde or whatever, <laughs> but they meet the right girl. That goes out the window for men. Right. Because they men can be attracted to a lot of things <laughs> uh, yeah. and it can change fast given like a woman carries herself. I guarantee you that man who like might never be attracted to a brunette or, or say that in the past, he never dated right. somebody like that. Oh, buddy, a confident, holy care. brunette comes by. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, well, I am now. But there are things where it's like, yeah, how, how, how do you take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you hold yourself? The physical side does matter. Um, and just like, I think it's fair to say, women, you probably don't want to go out with a guy who's obese. Um, not yeah. trying to shame anybody. Not trying to say that's like a moral evil. But it, it it cuts both ways. It's like, yeah, guys right. aren't, that, that's usually not what they're going to find attractive. Um, right. Also, I just want to mm-hmm. mention, and this sounds like so weird, but our brain has not, not evolved much in 10,000 years from when we've had hunter and gatherers. Okay. So very similar brain, almost identical to the humans then. Mm-hmm. So looking at like the primal instincts, a man is like, the primal like masculine things like can they not that a woman is all about reproducing but like are they can she burn like yes are they yeah right like are could they hold my my they nurture because they yeah Mm -hmm. yes and so um there can be two ends of the spectrum of like so 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 unhealthy on a thinner side but so 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 unhealthy on a thicker side and it's Mm -hmm. like virtuous mean and obviously there's so many different like things that go into it people have different diseases and ailments and you know everything under the sun but just talking about the primal instinct, a man is looking for someone who is healthy enough to carry his child, his offspring. And it sounds so like barbaric, but that's just the reality. No, that's true. And it's the same thing for women looking for a guy who, that's why tall matters because Mm -hmm. she suddenly feels safer. Like she can be protected by a tall, masculine, strong man. Mm-hmm. That's not just because I want a GI Joe dude. It's literally because primarily that makes sense. <laughs> and I get why why girls would want a taller guy. One of the things that I would see about that is when it comes to like being held versus holding. Yeah. 
nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like no girl wants to sit there and like hold her little baby man. Um, <laughs> nothing against short kinks, but it's like kind of what ends up happening. And, yeah. and and I yeah, in sharing this, try not to be too um too inflammatory when I don't need to be. So like talking about I I know that's a hot button issue with body image and everything. So I'm not trying to coach anything. Yes, I right. agree with CC. It's like it's it's the virtue in between. It's like right. there has to be some level of some middle ground of health yeah mm-hmm. right and and I mean regardless of whether you're a pre-med student or not and even just like someone's body and their health parallels to like how they view themselves you know like what they deem themselves mm-hmm. worthy of like are you are they worthy of taking care of themselves let alone growing raising nurturing children let alone pouring into me and loving me well like it just it's a domino effect and so it's not mm-hmm. even just like a vain, shallow comment to say that. It's the same thing about like putting yourself together every morning, ladies. Like, is that, this is like a thing I've been so on fire about lately. And I know Luke is, Luke and I have had conversations about this too, but put a little bit of effort into yourself. Show the people around you that you see every single day that they're worthy of receiving the best part of yourself. You know, the best you put your best mm-hmm. foot forward. It's the same. I mean, that could be maybe even considered dropping the handkerchief. I don't know. Like when you put on yeah. a little bit of makeup and do your hair, like make it seem like you want to be here. Make it seem like you are happy to be yourself and you enjoy being alive. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't or, know. I'm going on yeah, a tangent. Enjoy <laughs> being alive by looking alive. I mean, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Well, because one other thing that I was going to say, like that goes with, uh, not to be the health and fitness thing to death, but yeah. I would say another aspect of that is because that comes along with like the way that the virtue of staying healthy in the discipline that takes, but that also carries into your shared life and then your future family life, right? Yes, like, so if somebody absolutely. eats like crap, well, they're going to feed their kids the way that they eat. And it's yep. like, yeah, I don't want my kids becoming obese and then yep. like, all the things that happens for kids when, yeah, it's right. like so quickly goes down the line um, stepping into that, right. No magic switch. When you get married, that you're just going to start eating differently, taking care of yourself, totally different. Right. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to want a specific lifestyle. People can't feel guilty for wanting someone who will fit into their lifestyle and actually, um, push them to grow even healthier and stronger in their lifestyle. You know, like right. I feel like people dance around that of like, well, you know, she can work out, but like she can, but like if you're in the gym seven days a week, you probably want a girl that likes going to the gym. Like, come on, that's okay right. to say. Right. You're not awful for saying that. Also, I think the number one thing that I always thought about in regards to dating and talking to other guys was, are they going to be a good dad? And so this is just, it's mm-hmm. flipping the script. Are they, are they capable of being a good mom? Can this get, can this guy provide and protect for me without me having to also provide for us? Like, could he do that? Okay, cool. Now flip the script. The guy's like, could this girl not only take care of herself well, but take care of a family well, while I'm at work? Yes. Could she do that? No, she's, she can't even figure herself out right now. So pass like that just makes sense. You know? Mm -hmm. It's the primal thing that you're talking it's, about. It's, but it's like evenly yoked. Like yes, it comes down absolutely. to that too. And also just to like, I don't know. I feel like I could beat the dead horse. Sum up, yeah, I guess. Oh. <laughs> but like sum up the conversation. We've talked about this before is like, if you're looking for your St. Joseph, like 
sis, are you the Blessed Virgin Mary? (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, we got to set realistic expectations that are evenly yoked to who you are. Um, So, I mean, with that, Luke, what are two of the most important virtues you look for in a woman? Definitely one of them. Uh, that I was reading this up and I found it inter- is, is modesty, right? So I, mm. I've even asked girls out just because the way that they held themselves and, and showed themselves on social media, they were wearing dresses. They were always taking care of themselves. Either, to me, I'm like, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I want to know a woman who carries herself that way has so much that I find attractive in that alone. Right. Um, particularly in the context of our culture where it's so immodest. It is ridiculous mm-hmm. um, what is going on all the time. And I think how that can creep into um, church culture and we just kind of accept yep. it. And yep. when you see, and, and this is something that I, I, you guys can correct me, but from what I gather, it's harder for women to break away from popular culture than it is for men. Men, it seems we can be more antagonistic by nature. We're okay with breaking the mold yeah. and uh, yeah. trying to get out there. For women, it seems like it is this dominating peer pressure that you feel you constantly and it's fit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's their identity. So they make external things their identity. And so they feel like they're losing their complete self when they try to make an adjustment. That's because they I've didn't know who they were. Them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go that's ahead. What we're like, about the... I think we're seconds behind. So keep going. <laughs> well, I apologize. Yeah, it's just that little delay. Yes. Um that happens over zoom with with the modesty thing from what i can tell is because it, it is so opposite of what they get everywhere else like when i've talked to girls who try to dress modestly they talk about how difficult it is to find cute things how mm-hmm. they get all kind of comments all the time and from a guy i just like want to affirm all those women who choose to do that and to prioritize that because any man of quality that you're yes. I'm, I'm sure that you would actually want will notice and will highly, highly value that. I've been mm-hmm. in, I don't know if you guys have seen that, that great video of uh, the woman who goes in a dress in downtown Paris and like mm-hmm. they just film her walking by. And everyone's um, turning heads. <laughs> and it catches everybody. Yeah. Now I will say there's lots of comments of like, maybe it was her dress a is tight, low. yeah. Yeah, but I think the point still holds and I found that to be true that when a woman holds herself in a dress, it just attracts men. Uh, mm-hmm. something about the flowy material or something they just might as well pass out because i don't it, they, they all say the same thing yeah a dress can make a man, man's heart melt and i mean it's mm-hmm. classy right and i always say a dress a day keeps the lazy away um <laughs> i really do it's it, true. it is and like if i wore this all day during seven hours of work i would not have gotten all my work done I know I wouldn't have, but because I was wearing a dress earlier, by the way, I'm like wearing leggings and like a tank top and it's like, a, I don't know, sweater. Cardigan. Yeah. yeah, cardigan. But if, but I was wearing a dress all day, even though I had sweatpants underneath it, cause it was freezing in my house. Um, I, I was more productive because you have like a posture of classiness. I don't know. Yes. I, I, I wish there was like even more of a science behind it, but someone had asked, um, modesty, hot or not. And I just want to preface by saying, like, 
why are you making a decision on modesty based off of if a man thinks it's mm-hmm. hot or mm-hmm. not? That's the issue. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is the core of the issue is making mm-hmm. a decision based off of like, I'm going to dress immodestly because men think it's hot, right? Like I'm going to dress modestly because men think it's attractive. Both are two sides of the same coin. You need to dress modestly because that's actually how you respect your body. You know what I mean? And you're going to attract the men that are attracted to one or the other, but you have to make the decision for yourself, not out of, oh, is it hot to dress modestly? Like that's literally the opposite of like, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like defeats Mm -hmm. the whole purpose. Totally. Yeah. The modesty thing is, uh, can be somewhat frustrating, like within the church. One thing to note, it's, and, and this is what I was going to say with Aristotle, I was uh, in his ethics. He says that modesty is really only an issue for the young. Mm. Um, it's nothing you really comment on for any other group. And then in particular, it's like, well, it's predominantly women. Mm-hmm. And you have to like explain like, well, why? It's all, well, you're the most beautiful. <laughs> you're literally the most beautiful thing in all creation. Right, and a young woman. The, the the responsibility that goes along with it, because I had heard this in uh, we used to lead Bible studies all the time about always oh, got to go back to the beginning if you're going to understand any story, you got to get the beginning straight. And when you see the way that God creates in Genesis, right, it starts off with with the heavens and the earth, and lightness and darkness, and the sun and the moon and the stars, and then the waters, and then the fish, and then the plants, or the plants, and then the fish and the sea creatures, and then animals, and then man right? And like you see a progression of things becoming more complex, more beautiful, more and more like God himself, more good, more truthful, more beautiful, uh, different ways of putting it. But then it goes to above man to woman. She is the last to be created. And it's held that that, that she's the gem of all creation. Like there really is, woman is beautiful in a way that man is not beautiful, right? Like Mm -hmm. people do not Google after men the way that like a woman just captivates all mankind with, I mean, look at marketing and there is, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is such a beautiful and profound thing. Um, And with that beauty and with like the gift of a woman's body, my favorite way of talking about modesty comes from uh, this Canadian commentator named Brian Holdsworth. And he talks about modesty in terms of every time that you interact with somebody, you give them information about yourself. And the more information you give about yourself to somebody is more power that you're really giving them over you, right? Because from that information, they can say or do things that will really harm you with said information if they're not trustworthy. And so there's some kind of information you would only give to somebody after they've proven themselves or you've committed to them in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. Somebody that you know only has your good in mind. Would you only give that sensitive information to? And so he says, when we step out, into the world, our appearance and the way that we adorn our bodies, we are giving information to everybody. Mm-hmm. And he says, we all know that strangers really do not have our best in mind. Mm-hmm. And so when women are going out there and are wearing these revealing things, you are giving some of the most sensitive information about your body, things that, that can really be used to hurt you, right? Like think of right. the um, mean comments people have made about your body, like how deeply that hurts you and all the things that can be done with it. And it's like, well, that wasn't meant for them. They were never supposed right. to have that. Um, and I don't know if you guys, you, you lady can tell me if that's helpful or not, but I, 
I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. I think the biggest problem with modesty, especially with Catholic women, is the idea that it's the same as homely. That yeah. that it's that it's a you show none of your like you have a shirt that goes all the way up around your neck. You have a skirt that goes all the way down to your toes. You you know like that's I don't know why that I mean well yeah I've seen it's it myself think, on social media but they think like modesty equals frumpy you know yes yes and it and they're like there's no way not... that's attractive and it's like you're right frumpy <laughs> is not attractive homely is not attractive there is a way to dress modestly and still be very attractive and classy and elegant and all of those other things yeah, and it like doesn't, now, now you're yeah. just buying what the world says that basically yeah. like they associate right. modesty with a Puritan because that's all the world yes. knows. Yes, exactly. They don't know what it's the, the extreme beauty of holding mm-hmm. Yeah. What pushback do you guys normally get on modesty? Because from when we were doing ministry or oh, I feel like every time this comes up within church circles, so there's talks about it. It's, it's like as if you're talking about burning witches or something. I don't know. It, it's like crazy. Everybody loses their mind. And it's like, well, well, men, you know, the, I'm so tired of men. And it, this is about them and trying to guard their hearts and whatever. And that's all we ever hear. And we should talk to men about modesty. And I will say as a guy, it can be frustrating because it's like, well, the elephant in the room is the way that most women are dressing, even at church. Um it's kind of an issue. We can talk about men and how they can be modest mm-hmm. in other ways. Usually the clothing usually isn't an issue. Um, so I think what I see is everyone's like, well, it's relative. It's so different to everyone. And I would agree. There's different standards for everyone. What's modest to Megan is different than what's modest to me, you know, but it's a personal, mm-hmm. like that is absolutely, I can get on board with having different personal boundaries. Like I usually cover my shoulders no matter what. It's very rare for anything I wear to not have my shoulders covered. That doesn't mean that I think like showing your shoulders is immodest. Just for me, that's one of the standards I usually have is that my shoulders are covered and that's just my preference. And so I I can get on board with some of it being relative when it comes, Megan went pee, but we're talking about modesty, (laughs) Megan still. Um, I was going to say, you've never called me out for showing my shoulders, so. And you right. would, and it, you would, if you had an issue with it, <laughs> I don't have an issue with it. I really don't. It's, it's a personal mm. standard that I set for myself, but it's a personal standard that makes, it's not out of an insecurity. It actually just makes me feel more comfortable and confident for my day. Um, right. and that I feel like what needs to be covered is covered. And when I'm shopping to have these standards, it's a lot easier. Like when I'm shopping, I'm like, okay, that doesn't meet that doesn't meet my standard. I'm going to keep moving on. It's just to have those guidelines makes it so much easier for me to narrow down what it is that I want to wear. And I also have a standard that typically whatever I wear, I want to, I should be able to pop into a church wearing it. So that's Mm -hmm. like my personal thing. Um, now that's a great rule of thumb. Yeah, that's, that's just, but that's like, I would never make it so that I would never say that like anything, if you, if you can't work into a church, walk into a church in it, then you should never wear it. You know, like that would be so unreasonable, but I guess when it comes to modesty, yeah, it is such a hot button topic, but I just don't think it's ever been presented in an attractive way. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Like you can make a guy sin if you're not, or you're not modest. And it's like, well, why can't he just not sin on his own? Or, you know, just like, it's always been put horribly. Mm-hmm. let alone let alone the fact that when you and I were growing up in like high school and stuff when modesty starts to become a conversation 
there was no one around us that was Catholic and holy and virtuous and absolutely stunning. Like there was no Blake Lively Catholic version, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you're like, okay, so it's not attractive. Got it. Like that's right. just- I can't, yeah. It's either I'm how I am or I dress looking like I just got off of a farm. So mm-hmm. not that there's any, but that's, it's just not for me. That's not for me. That's not what I like. That's not- and, and I think just, I don't know, kind of putting like a cap on it. Cause we could go in circles forever about this is you need to choose it for yourself. You can't choose modesty just out of the mere fact that men like Luke, like it, because you will resent <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to choose oh, it yeah. for yourself and own it for yes. yourself. Now, if you know, guys like Luke like that, and that's an influence, great awesome, but you still have to choose it. Otherwise the resentment will seep through. You have to make it your own. Um, and so with that, I have, I've had my standards of modesty for half a decade now, but Patrick loves it. And it actually makes me embrace it even more, right? Because I love to wear what my husband likes me to wear. It's not out of this like controlling thing. It's no, Oh my gosh, I I can't. Right. Like I want to look beautiful for you. And I like, I want to, if you like that dress, I want to wear that dress more, you know, I want to please you. Um, so anyways, all that to say, you need to choose it for yourself to actually have it make a conversion of your heart, not just do it because, oh, these kind of men like it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, okay. Then off the, I guess still a little bit on the top of modesty. One more question. Um, thoughts on women wearing makeup. In, in regards to what? Anytime. Like when we're going out for a I'd date like or... literally just makeup, bare face. <laughs> um, makeup in general, I guess, because I think, I think it can be associated as fake or vain sometimes, but also I have such an argument for this. So I feel like well, we've, I, I feel like we've brushed the surface on this before in person, Luke. Yeah, because my thing, I don't have too strong a stance on makeup, um, other than what I find attractive. Uh, yeah, and one of the things that I genuinely look for is uh, when I have been on dating apps. I'm not sure if there's questions about that and stuff, but I really like when a girl posts pictures that she has no makeup on, because that's mm. how I'm going to see you most of the time, and I. I value natural beauty uh, so mm-hmm. highly. It's like, yeah, that, that's what I want. I want someone with natural beauty who feels comfortable not wearing makeup. Now, yeah. it's like, yeah, when you wear makeup and, and that makes you feel pretty, uh, it's like, I think you're pretty without it. When you have it on, still think you're pretty. <laughs> so yeah. honestly, <laughs> not the best answer because like, it doesn't matter that much to me. I can say it is a turnoff to when people are wearing makeup all the time then uh, yeah. i'm not a fan mm-hmm. or yeah, they should... just it's uh if it's not an enhancer and it's like yes. literally a circus act and you're like okay <laughs> that's what i was gonna say it has to like accentuate the beauty not hide it mm. yeah yeah so you ladies already it goes, know you ladies it goes you, back you had a better to the answer heart. than i did you got it no it's good they want it goes back to the heart yeah okay so um steer different different topic when praying for your future wife what do you pray for (laughs) i you know 
I have prayed. She giggles. She giggles like about it. Because, well, because I've prayed so many different things. And mm. I don't know how your guys' prayer goes or anybody who's listening to this. But usually, usually I just try to speak as much as I can from the heart. And if there's one thing I truly believe about God is that he values my authenticity. <laughs> um, and so there have been times where I've prayed. I was like, Lord, I think this is the woman. Please make her my future wife. Now, would I recommend that to people? No. But there were times yeah. where I really thought that that, that was going to work out with somebody. So there's been everything from I've prayed for a particular person to attributes to yeah. as of late, um, genuinely. Uh, I had heard this once and I, I liked it so much. It's really praying of like, Lord, you, you know what I'm looking for and you know that right. I have my list. But Lord, will you, will you bring me someone who meets your list for me? Right. Like, mm. cause my list, either it's not happening or that's just not what's going to be good for me. And that's why you're not bringing them is because I'm so yeah. pigeonholed into this. Um, my prayer as of late is much more of a surrender of like, Lord, I'm going to be active. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can. Um, I really don't really pray for attributes anymore. I don't have a list anymore. I don't do any of those things. Uh, much simpler, much simpler prayer. I'm a simple yeah. man. I don't know how <laughs> to play around on this, but it's, it's a simple, it's a trusting one. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry, Megan, this is so topic, but there's this, there's this reel and it's like when your screen time is down 10 minutes for the week and it goes into this thing, it's like, I'm a simple man, just living on the farm. I'm a simple girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised here. Wait, I think I sent this in our group, our group reels too. Luke Avery and I have a group Instagram where we just send reels to each other. If I haven't, Luke, I'm going to go find it and send it to you after this. It's hilarious. You're my, you're my reels dealer. I look forward to it every day. And I, I usually will like send it to other people. And I'll get someone out. <laughs> yes. So. It's either that or... um home birth stuff and then he gets ads for like nursing bras and he's like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah see, see so like when it started sending like i was following megamore and we were saying each other reels back and we have this group chat um i start getting stuff in my feed pertinent to what these guys like so i start getting mm -hmm. all kind of gardening <laughs> all kind of stuff with chickens and then I start getting stuff with home births now it's not <laughs> the weirdest thing in the world like i'm in med school it's like okay right. it's cool like i am interested in that um but then i start getting ads of women with their breasts just out on the screen talking about feeding a baby everything from yeah like milking devices and i'm in class just <laughs> slamming my phone on this so everybody doesn't think i'm some sort of freak pervert over here milking devices <laughs> oh yeah yep. i'm so sorry so um, good it's so good oh my gosh okay and you wonder why i'm single still it's like it's things like that it's my friends i they am just shoot, the reason they shoot me in the foot no i know why <laughs> luke is single let me just say i've been i've been tell i have this is my first time in interacting with luke but i've been following luke and i've been telling megan to tell luke that he is his <laughs> biggest i can't even say the word on here <laughs> It's PR like, problem. It's a PR blank problem. blocker. Yeah, blank yeah. block. Okay. Because he, I thought he was in seminary because he has 
<laughs> he has photos of him. Heaven forbid often. somebody post a picture with a religious out here. Heaven <laughs> forbid a man show a it's like all in black. Okay. And then like with friends with cassocks, I'm like, all right, this dude's in seminary. Then Megan's like, no, no, he's single. He's in pre-med. And then he posts a photo because he's such a nice guy of like his friends <laughs> getting engaged. I'm like, oh, Luke got engaged. No, it's his friends getting engaged. <laughs> this guy he can't win i was happy for him all right it was so sweet but it's a far away of the guy down on one knee so you don't like unless you really know luke you're like guys engaged off the market for sure hence hence seminary went right on through (laughs) (laughs) he moves quick (laughs) moves quick i'm I'm learning too ladies listen it's a learning process not every uh not every move is going to be great that's okay (laughs) Not everybody will need to be surround yourself with people. Oh, yeah, you need to sur- surround yourself with people like this who tell you, man. But this man, <laughs> this man can adjust strategy and move on it. So we yes. appreciate that. It's true. Um, <laughs> one thing I was gonna say though is like it. It was like a big light bulb for me was when I was or when I met Patrick is that he was praying that his future wife was like ready to receive him because he was ready for about a year and a half. He's like, Lord, why isn't this happening? Well, me, his future wife was in a relationship. And (laughs) you know, once you start thinking about like, pray that she's ready to receive me as her husband, that's also another layer to it that I think is fascinating. It's kind of like meta at the same time. That works. That's a, that's a, that's a beautiful prayer. Yeah. I will say, um, cause I don't want to go too long, but I did want to share some trickle down graces. Um, I don't know if Reagan economics works with spiritually, but, um, my spiritual director was talking to me about this. And, and this is something that usually comes up when I I'm telling about the search for a wife and med school and all, all different things that, that happened in my life. And he was telling me, to reflect on two Bible stories, but I'll, I'll just share maybe one to not go so long. And it was on uh, the Apostle Thomas, which I'm sure you guys are familiar. We call him Doubting Thomas because the scene of the mm-hmm. resurrection. Um, and and maybe some of your listeners like aren't familiar with the Bible story, but actually back in John chapter 11, it's the story of Lazarus. And when Jesus talks to his uh, apostles and says, you know, Lazarus is, is, has died, but it's good that we waited um, for now like manifest power. I'm paraphrasing right now. And as they go and depart, St. Thomas speaks up and he says to the other apostles, let us go and die with him. And so then you take that, right? And then you go through the passion of our Lord and then his resurrection. And my spirit director told me, Luke, do you notice that when all the apostles meet, Thomas is left out? Mm-hmm. And he said, because you... And if that hurts at first to hear, to be in Thomas's shoes of like, why wasn't I there to see you, Lord, when you first appeared to all of our friends and this, the, the, the moment that changed all of history and their lives forever in the course of everything, why was I left out? And, and he said, you need to start saying this from the perspective of God, that he gave Thomas a gift. And what is the gift? The ability to manifest a greater faith in him. And he says, so what happens in the Bible story is that he appears to the other apostles and he doesn't appear to Thomas. 
And he says, so the temptation of Thomas is to feel that ache that, that maybe I'm feeling, or maybe that some of your listeners feeling of like, Lord, I'm seeing everyone else around me being blessed. I'm seeing their prayers being answered. I'm seeing them have the children and I'm struggling with infertility. I see them having the future spouse and I'm sitting here mm -hmm. single and like, I'm doing all the things right. And I'm doing everything that I can. What the heck, right? It's not fair. And this really hurts. And I don't know what's going on. And what does Jesus say to Thomas? He says, you know, blessed are those who have not seen because like, what is the invitation to, but it's an invitation to a deeper encounter with God than the others have who have it, who have their things answered immediately and right away yeah. is that you have to step into the ache and you have to sit there. And there is something in there that there's a greater encounter with Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate aim of all your desires that others can't access. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to share that for, I found that deeply consoling in my, my own heart. Um, when I was considering this, I'm like, yeah, I can feel that way. Lord, I'm like, what the heck? I'm trying so hard. I'm trying to do all this stuff, mm -hmm. trying to grow in strength, masculinity. I'm trying to go out there and put myself out there, yada, 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 but it's not happening. And then once he reframed it and put my faith central into this whole search and into everything that I'm doing and into that God really is in control at all times. And that, <laughs> Yeah, the invitation to an encounter really helped me. And I, I just pray that that might help somebody else out here. Yeah. Um, asking all these questions and really wanting to be with somebody, or maybe um, I have lots of friends who struggle with infertility mm -hmm. or whatever else going on in their life. I think it's applicable. Yeah, an invitation yeah. into a deeper faith. Absolutely. And sometimes I feel like God has to, I hate to use the word force, but like force you into that to make you realize what's actually happening. Because we were talking about, I think we were talking about, what was it last podcast, how you can ignore the like silence is the language yeah. that God speaks in. And if you are filling your silence, you can then ignore the whisperings of God's grace and mm -hmm. you can just be ignorant to it. And so mm -hmm. sometimes God has to put you in that hard situation for you to kind of have that light bulb moment. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. So a few more questions. I know this is long, but first I really wanted to talk about Hallow. Um, so the app, it's a Christian, it's, it's the biggest Christian prayer app and it's incredible, but they have this new feature, their challenges, and it pretty much takes a saint and it goes into it in seven days. So seven different chapters, um, about that saint. And so they've done like Padre Pio, Mother Teresa, Louis and Zelly, which are St. Teresa's parents, um, Martin de Pors. Um, and then right now they're doing Mary Magdalene. And I actually don't know a ton about her. So I'm super excited to start this one, but it's awesome. It's seven days right now. When this comes out, it will have just finished, but it kind of like comes out as if was like a series, like a television series, like yeah. once a day, and it can give you notifications. But so many times you hear about saints and maybe you read a little blurb about them kind of like on the back of a prayer card, but you get as deep as that because you don't go hunting for it um, until you're like, oh, I need something. Okay. What saint is going to do this for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is a way to really dive in easier than picking up, you know, a 200 page autobiography or biography about them seven episodes, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> so um, you can get three months free with hallow.com backslash what in the dang heck. Everything's in our show notes, but definitely check it out. Um, okay. So these will be kind of like a little more rapid fire questions, but probably not mm -hmm. um, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. How different are women when it's like interested in older versus younger women? 
Okay. Um, Cause this is going to be a touchy subject. I, I, I will. Um, Cause I understand that there are women, uh, particularly in the church who are a little bit older, who are trying to find somebody and that can be difficult. I will say guys in general, myself included, um, are, are more attracted to younger women. Cause again, yep. when you start thinking about it, it makes biological sense of right. who has the, the best ability to have children and lots of them and healthy. Uh, yes. and that's younger women. And so women and men come into their primes differently. So it makes sense for me why on average, I, I, I had heard that women are interested in guys about four years older than them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Cause they're more established, usually more mature, right. uh, mm-hmm. have more, everything from emotional ability, um, stability, ability to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. that's developed and all the things that go along with it. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, that's good. I think that's, that's appropriate. That was a good answer. Um, and I mean, with that, I guess like how, cause you're 27. I mean, just personally, mm-hmm. how young would you go? How low do you go? How low? <laughs> um, I mean, it's so different based on, I, it's just, it could be so specific well, it, based on the yeah, personalities. I, I I couldn't imagine because I have friends and I have met, um, would make a big plug, go out and find, if you want to have a great marriage, go find some marriage mentors who can help you mm-hmm. do that and, and show you how to do that. And I have some marriage mentors who have a 10 year age gap, um, mm-hmm. who she was, I think 21 and he was 31 when they met and they got okay. married pretty quickly. Um, fabulous marriage. Uh, there was also a guy who was in ministry and the same thing. He was 30 and I think she was 20 uh, and to the world it's like that's crazy or heard lots of things but it's like they're some of the happiest married people that I know yeah um, and as far as I could tell when it comes to age the most important thing is is yeah assessing the maturity and I think state of state of life is also fairly mm-hmm. important for that one but yeah yeah because one of them is like okay one of the questions was women living on their own slash owning a home. Does that intimidate you? And then that flip side is, is it a red flag if a girl still lives at home? Uh, the second one, definitely easy. No. Cause I think that's, I mean, that was most of human history, right? You're, you're with your parents until yeah. you get married and start a new home. And is it intimidating that she owns a home? I don't know if intimidating is the right word uh, because that's something that, that women have to realize for men, it is a great need. And one of the ways that we express love is to feel that we're needed and to provide. So like most yeah. guys intuitively, like they want to provide. And a few years ago, I'd bumped butt backwards into this marriage um, and human sexuality uh, conference in Princeton. And I remember they had a guy there and I think his name was Dr. Fox. I'll have to check. And he was a sociologist who in particular would go and speak at like Procter and Gamble and McDonald's mm-hmm. and P and E. Uh, and he would give their executives talks on all the statistics he learned of what makes a happy marriage, what happens within marriages, things that work, things that don't. And mm-hmm. I remember him talking about what happens when it comes to money. And in particular, say you're in a two uh, income. dual income household and the wife, uh, or the, the husband loses his job. If the husband loses his job, divorce rates skyrocket, marital troubles quadruple. Yep. Um, it is a very traumatic event for the family. 
even if the wife keeps the job. Right. And then he said, in contrast, if the woman uh, loses her job for whatever or just leaves, it has zero impact on marital happiness, outcomes, fighting, anything. Wow. And, um, of course, some people, like when they heard that, were like, oh my gosh, man. Offended. So immature. <laughs> that's like, our that's stats. ridiculous. Oh my gosh. No, statistics and, and show. It, yeah. And it's like, and and that should tell you, it's like, why? Because that that hurts men if they can't provide one of the the most essential things to them or one of the most mm-hmm. primary ways that they show love and protection and strength to a family um, does encompass the financial. Right. Well, they feel like a failure. They feel like they failed. And there's two people that talk about this. Suzanne Venker, I don't agree with everything she says. And Alison Armstrong, I also don't agree with everything she says, but they talk about this and they say that if a man, if a husband loses his job, the worst thing a woman can do is decide to go get a job to compensate for that because it actually takes away, you're emasculating his ability. Even if you subconsciously feel that way, you're taking away his actual like instinctual job to do for you. And it's going to make him be put into a passive role in your marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like so. Suzanne Menker. Not everything she says, but most of the things she says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. If a girl is interested in religious life, but also marriage, would you date her? Absolutely not. What the Absolutely heck? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's such a bad, that's such a bad place to put somebody in. Right. Um, what the world? Yeah. You got a 50, 50 success rate. Like what? <laughs> I'm I just like, like that. Then you're, you're competing <laughs> against God, uh, and that alone right. isn't smart. But right, yeah, that that is definitely. And I've I've messed up in that area before. Not saying that I was like in seminary or whatever, or I dumped yeah. somebody for like pursuing the priesthood. Um, but even a lot of people had the experience of that horrible thing, uh, and I'm pretty sure I've done this before. So that's why, I, like, I'm guilty of this and repenting of it. Is like saying like, hey, I think God wants us to break up. Right. Because like, I think it's my will is mm. there. Like his will is actually go into religious life. Everybody knows that like makes you gag whenever mm-hmm. you hear it. It's like, no, don't yes. put that on God. You just yeah. don't want to date me. And right. yeah, to do that to a guy is equally disrespectful. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, what what are you what are you doing there playing games with me? If you if you really thought that's what God wanted for you, why would you even try to date somebody? Right. Um, right. Make a decision. People don't know how to make decisions anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say they want their cake and eat it too, but you know, (laughs) you can't, you can't. can't. (laughs) One of the thoughts that I had wanted to share is Mm -hmm. I will totally say that most guys out there are bums. It's just a fact. Most (laughs) guys are just not, not. Don't tell us that. And and, and I'll (laughs) say that as somebody who's trying to be, who likes to think of themselves as a reform bum, trying to get out of that lifestyle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but the plea that I make, and and I'll say that with women all day, like, yeah, I get it. He's, he's not up to snuff, but one plea that I would make to women is to understand the experience of most men, because I don't know how much time people are spending and actually listening to the way Mm -hmm. that men are raised or why they might be operating at a suboptimal level. And to, to highlight this, for example, I used to lead a Bible study with these baseball players, loved it. Great group of guys. And it was incredible to see. It was around the time of coronavirus, all these guys had baseball taken away and school taken away and girl stuff was blown up in their face. And so one by one, they just trickled into this study and we became so close and it was incredible to see them from all different walks of life, start to pray every single day, journal every single day and read their Bible every single day. And when they got to that stage where everyone was doing those three key habits, we celebrated with a dinner. 
and we had a potluck dinner and everybody was over and most guys suck at cooking, but a couple of them were actually good. And we're having this meal and there's macaroni and this guy bought mashed potatoes from Walmart and there's chicken here <laughs> and that there. And there's a lull in the conversation and they know I'm going to talk about relationships. It's going to come up one <laughs> way or the other. And so I said, guys, what is the best piece of a relationship advice your dad ever gave you? Not a single word was said. Oh, dang. One guy plucks up the courage and he says, Luke, my dad, the only thing he ever told me, I was in high school and I had my very first girlfriend. And when my dad found out, he pulled me to the other room and we got away from my mom and he pulled me in close and he said, son, just make sure you wrap it up. And then he patted me on the back and then he walked out of the room. Wow. And this guy sitting over this dinner with me in front of all these men, he said, Luke, I didn't even know that my dad was referring to a condom because he knew he, he totally believed that we were going to have sex very soon if we weren't already. And his number one concern was getting an STD. Mm-hmm. And I had four guys at that table raise their hand and said, my dad told me the exact same thing. And so I share that story and share of like, yeah, it, it, it really is true where it can be hard and it can feel really difficult to find a solid guy out there. Um, and I just want to share, it's like most guys, it's good the expectation that women have, and I'm not trying to knock that in any way, but I am just trying to share the experience of most men being mm-hmm. raised where they don't have good father figures. These expectations that women have men have never seen somebody operate that way. And so when yeah. I've tried to counsel people in relationships, when I was doing ministry or people still call me now, and I'm so blessed to receive those calls and talk through issues. And one of the things that, that usually consistently comes up is the girl has an expectation of where the guy should be or what he should do. Right. Like just the other mm-hmm. week, it was, you know, my boyfriend, he missed my birthday and he didn't write to me and he didn't call me when I did that to him. And like, I was really upset about it. And I'm like, okay, Hey, let, let's talk this out. Now that that's a bit of a boo-boo. You, you would express that that means something <laughs> to you. Um, but to be fair, trying to think from that guy's perspective, does he have anybody in his life that has showed him how to operate that way? Has he ever seen his dad do that for his mom? Has he ever mm-hmm. seen his dad do that for his siblings or any of his friends? Because friends are really, really important on the formation of guys. Ladies, yeah. you need to be hanging out with his friends. You need to see the kind of men that yeah. are building your man up. And um, I should that again, just to let you know that like th- there is hope because usually when men are shown something more and put in the right environment, they can be grow, they can grow and they yeah. can become men. And men want excellence. They want a challenge. They do want to be challenged. So they've never been exposed, never been exposed to a standard, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what it is. They and just, a way they to need, achieve yeah. that standard, right? Instead of just being said like you're bad or you're bad or whatever, um, it's like, I, I have no way out of here. Like, what, what do you want from me when I don't know what to do next? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. How, am I, you, how the heck yeah. am I supposed to know how to spiritually lead if I've never seen a man spiritually lead a family? Mm-hmm. You, know? mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know unless you've lived through it or you've seen others live through it, you know? Right. Um, and look, I'm all about reformed bums because I, I believe that there is such a discipline that comes with a reformed bum that is going to help in every aspect of their life and then overflow into your own life because they're choosing it. They turn their life around. They made it a point. There's such a level of self-control and discipline that comes with that. That's really admirable. So 
all about reformed bums. <laughs> There's hope. There's hope. Oh, Luke, where can they find you? Oh my gosh, what's your Instagram handle? Uh oh. Uh, according to Luke too. Trying to be cheeky. It's according not cheeky. I, underscore. I, yeah, yeah. The moment I said that, okay. like, uh, <laughs> according. I, I, hold on, I gotta pull underscore. Now, yeah, two yep. T O underscore Luke two. That's what it is. And we got to get yes, you a new yeah, profile right. photo so that they know which one you are in the profile photo. Um, that is right. That is we'll, far. we'll do it. <laughs> yes. You need a new Megan, get him a new profile photo. This is going to be great. He's um, going to be your health, health advisor and listen, you're going to be his social media strategist. Along, I will come back on here and we'll give glory to God. And I'll say, cause these ladies, <laughs> this is how it happened. I'm going <laughs> to, I'll link his uh, Instagram in our show notes so, um, yeah, with that, praise God for this conversation. Hopefully, yeah. you know, people had some light bulb moments, realizations, share it with whoever you think you'd want to share with. And next week we're doing hot takes. So a little, mm-hmm. another, another, another provocative podcast, you could say. <laughs> um, and I just want to give a shout out to my grandma. I'm going to send this to grandma Jane. I love you. Oh. Grandma Kalzak, I love you too. So. <laughs> Oh, hey, Grandma. Before we end, just got a gotta shout out to the lovely lady who's been with me since day one and my mama, Aww. my dad. <laughs> All of them. They I, should I be started proud. going down the family line. I know. <laughs> Looks like my mom is going to feel left out and then my dad's going to feel left <laughs> out. See, my mom. Oh, <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. I we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.